Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show, which is the newest addition to Lawrence.com's fledgling podcast empire. If you are, in fact, listening to us on an iPod, I sincerely hope that it's not presently located in your rectum. I'm unnerved by the possibility of my voice shuffling off of someone's prostate. I'm more comfortable talking out of my own ass, thank you very much. Does an iPod have a vibrate function? In which case, that might be understandable. Yes. <laughs> but since this is Punditocracy's inaugural podcast, introductions are in order. We are a politics and culture roundtable talk show. And here now is the gang of four in all of our glory, starting with... Galen. Aaron. Anna. And I'm Gavin. And our email address for those who have probably already taken issue with us is yeah, it, pounding the pundit at yahoo.com. And for those of you, the, the few of you who had your radio station both stuck on on and were unable to change the station and caught us on KJHK last year, uh, now you're listening here and we can't take your calls because we may well be dead by the time you hear this. So please email us. Uh, we'll, we'll read what we can on air and things like that. That and also since we are a member of the elitist liberal media, uh, we despise our listening audience and we don't want to hear from you peons and plebeians. That's right. And given our new options in podcasting, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's hit the fan now. Dropping F-bombs. <laughs> yeah, there certainly are some people that we don't ever want to hear from again. <laughs> We're not talking about you, Doctor, no. Not that you may mm. even be able to figure out how to use like the dr internet, no but... could afford to buy an iPod. oh uh, that's just cruel <laughs> there there are plenty more viable ways to insult dr no we don't have to stoop to that level hey i put up with that guy's shit for an entire <laughs> fucking year okay, okay. i All can right. take but cheap no, no, shots no, 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 at the bastard no, no, listen now you have insulted him on the world wide web <laughs> yes. good this is a forum that the entire global community can mock Dr. No on. However, <laughs> however, this is some way inside baseball right now. <laughs> we are, in fact, a politics and culture talk show, and uh, we do like to discuss the, the doings and transpirings of the day. And uh, on that note, on a more serious note, uh, today marks our 504 of our ongoing filibuster. It is a filibuster against the tyranny of the majority. It is a filibuster of conscience and principle. And... Most importantly, it is a filibuster against really, really shitty filmmaking. <laughs> Speaking of prostates. Uh, yes, our Star Wars filibuster is well into its third week, and we just can't stop thinking of bad things to say about George Lucas. They, they come so easily. I know. I, 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 I'm sorry, but there, there is no centrist coalition of nerds uh, to mollify us, uh, but we'll, we'll sheath our raging lightsabers of hate for That's now. Right. As we as we we'll get to that this later. in a deep basement surrounded by brickwork. So yeah, we're in a bunker. To... We're in Dick Cheney's bunker right, That's right. now. Uh, but, but actual filibusters. That has been yeah. in the news a lot lately. Uh, the Senate this week narrowly avoided what the president would call the nuclear option. Uh, a move. I thought, I thought the nuclear option was what we were using against like North Korea and Iran. Since when? No, that's what like... we've allowed them to develop oh. in George Bush's negligence. Uh, Sorry, I forget that. Yes, sometimes. but nuclear option is where the uh, 
various parts of the cell actually digest protein. <laughs> no, no, yes, uh, George Bush so concerned about the uh, the mitosis process in the legislative body, since it is an aspect of the culture. It could poten- that bill could potentially become alive and part of a member of the culture of life. That's right. That's when we talk about culture, we mean things growing in petri dishes. <laughs> and by petri dish, we mean Bill Frist's head. Uh, but anyway, the nuclear option as it should be called, uh, is a move that would have eliminated the filibuster in judicial nominations. Uh, The filibuster, of course, being a parliamentary procedure which indefinitely delays a vote on a particular bit of legislation, indefinitely uh, hoping to run out the clock. And uh, it's been part of the Senate tradition for the past 200 years. Both Republicans and Democrats have used it uh, intermittently throughout the Senate's history. Uh, However, again, as I mentioned, a group of 14 moderates, seven Democrats, seven Republicans came together and uh, basically both blinked in tandem in that game of chicken. And now we have a a compromise, which is something you don't see too often in the Senate these days. And uh, I'll ask you, Galen, do you think that this compromise was any good and do you think it will last? Uh, uh, I'm really split on it because... First of all, yes, the Democrats showed, once again, they have no backbone. But then, surprisingly, a lot of Republicans showed they had no backbones either. And this was that was the main surprise. I think the real thing is that I would love to have seen them pass this and then the whole country go, wow, you people are undemocratic. Uh, except for the fact that this country is so full of NASCAR idiots that they never would have said that and they would have just elected them again. So I guess it's the best possible option in a world of crackers. <laughs> Aaron? Um well, I mean, I I don't think it's going to last long. I think, obviously, this is going to come up again. <clears throat> I think there are winners and losers on both sides. And I agree completely with uh, Galen that the Democrats, once again, have shown what um, whining pussies they are by caving into the Republicans. But I think a lot of Republicans have lost as well. And I think a lot of um, Republicans on the you know far right, the Christian right, have lost, especially uh, Frist. <laughs> And Dobson, think, uh, <laughs> Dobson, Dobson. And, speaking of nuclear, when apoplectic, he went. He came out the next day saying that this is a betrayal of conservative values, he wouldn't, and that any Republican that supported right. this compromise can count on him actively campaigning against them in primaries or even in open elections. And, and essentially admitting that Republican values means fascism, where you don't let the minority speak. Well, you can't break the sticks. That's right. <laughs> theocracy. He's hoping for a theocracy. Yeah. And if the filibuster had been eliminated, the courts would have been stacked with really right. crazy-ass ju- actual judicial oh, activists. But, but the Republicans like to whine about judicial activists. They just whine about judicial activists that uh, aren't activists on their political spectrum. Right, absolutely. But well, the other thing is that it's still already going to be overflowing with these people because of they're already lit, lit, letting through two of the most conservative. Three, uh, actually. Three. Well, no, one of them's not as conservative as the other two. <laughs> uh. Well, once again, though, I mean, I think that this, this will hurt a lot of Republicans because I think that now that it appears that the Republican Party is going to, in, well— in some way, it looks to a lot of um, very right-wing Christian fundamentalists that the Republican Party is betraying them in a way because they really wanted um, a chance to deny the Democratic Party to ever have a fi- filibuster. They wanted to completely end it. And I think this is going to hurt 
I think Frist. I mean, this is he, uh, well, Frist. Yeah, he he, he is. This was a de- this was a death blow to Frist's presidential aspirations. Well, he almost put his political career on the line for this, and it completely failed. And George Allen, the uh, Republican for Virginia, is another person who really almost put his political career on um, on the line for this as well. well so far he as, had presidential aspirations. Yeah. I think really the real winners here. As John McCain and other GOP moderates, I think moderates on the Democratic side too. Uh, Joe Lieberman, uh, yeah. <laughs> that guy. Oh, that guy. Uh, These are the people that really gain from this. That's true. I, I will say about the Republican moderates, they did show a surprising amount of courage in breaking ranks with Bill Frist and James Dobson yeah. and the religious psychopaths that are the base of the Republican Party uh, in alienating this theocratic rabble. Uh, they're the ones who showed genuine courage, and Bill Frist is, I think, the one who caved. Bill Frist is the one and, who blinked. And actually, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure to undermine this because of that. There's a lot of powerful people who now feel like they got left behind, and they really want to do this because they're spoiled little brats. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, go- there's going to be a lot of pressure on the, on the was it 12 people who signed? 14. 14 people who signed to cave in on one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but uh, you mentioned that the Democrats lack backbone, but I would disagree with that. I think the Democrats, uh, being that they are in a 10-seat deficit in the Senate, they are the minority party, the fact that they were able to bring Bill Frist and the Republican majority basically to its knees, uh, the Republicans had the power to do it. And uh, at the same time, Bill Frist is such a poor parliamentarian that he was not sure if he had enough votes to actually pull the trigger on the nuclear and, option. And actually, I don't think he did, which I don't is think why, did, one okay. of the reasons I think the Democrats yeah. blinked in the game of chicken. Well, uh, the Democrats realized that if the trigger was pulled, most people probably wouldn't have cared. Like the yeah. public opinion no, polls, people aren't noticing. Like they can scream all they want about how this is trampling my, minority rights, which is true. It is. However... Nobody would have cared. And when the Democrats in retaliation, because that was the only uh, strategy that they had left, that was the only option they had as a minority party if this nuclear option was enacted. The only option they had left was to slow Senate business to a halt. Yeah. And if they had done that, the Republicans have a much larger noise machine. They would have been able to label the Democrats as obstructionists and been able to campaign on that in 2000. So the Democrats, I think— even though they lost on these three conservative judges that they were trying to filibuster, all in all, uh, and most Democrats and Republicans are saying this, the Democrats won this round. The Democrats are the ones who, by and large, won yeah, but when, this yeah, but particular in, showdown. I still say, I mean, winning in that, and I don't even know that I think so. I think that actually the people who really came out looking decent were the were people like McCain and the Republicans because they were the ones who actually came to the table. Uh, Although not to their bases. That should be noted. Not to the people who actually vote. That's true. Uh, the moderates, uh, and the reason that well, both, both of them show courage, both, both the Democrats and the Republican moderates in this gang of 14, uh, they showed courage in that they were willing to stand up against James Dobson on one end, and they were willing to stand up against MoveOn.org on the other end, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, who were, like, MoveOn was fairly adamant. They were confident that there weren't enough votes for the nuclear option, and even if there were enough votes, they thought that that would have been portrayed as another power grab along the lines of Terry Schiavo and <laughs> abuse of power and overreach yeah, of uh, capital. Move on has this tendency to to totally back away from anything yeah. that says. They just move on. Yeah, they just move on. <laughs> Oops, you shouldn't have done that that we were supporting. down the lane. Let's yeah. listen to a new Moby track. That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I think that while they did show sense 
these uh, seven Democrats and seven Republicans, uh, they, as was mentioned, uh, they McCain in particular has further alienated himself from Republican primary voters. I disagree with that. The people that turn out and vote in Iowa and uh, South Carolina, the ones that sunk him in his last bid for the nomination when he got roved, <laughs> uh, they're going to be even more pissed off at him. Well, I, you know, I just disagree with that. I, I think that um, a majority of Americans want to see uh, this country run in the center. I think oh, yeah. that they're they are desperate at this point. But those those Americans see... don't vote in primaries. Well. That, well, we, and, we don't know that. I, we don't know how voters are going to the, vote in the primaries in 2008. I think in the Republican side, it's very, very possible that a lot of people are going to show up wanting to see a McCain, somebody that will actually— If John actually, McCain got the nomination, he would win in a landslide, yeah, no matter who the Democrats put up against Absolutely, uh, because there's a lot of Democrats who like him better than their own party. And in fact, if he just ran as an independent— and he would probably win or if he switched to a democrat uh just to uh win the primary yeah. uh he would win <laughs> and i and i think that, that actually we're missing a, a larger picture which is of course that this whole thing is i mean one of the major problems with this whole thing is that it was running exactly parallel to uh to all the season finales so that no one is paying attention <laughs> well no it was a great cliffhanger though that's right like uh, c-span actually had something to air in sweeps week <laughs> right and it, but it still wasn't they, they, i mean they should have packaged it as monday night football it was like <laughs> like the the donkey and the elephant in uh football helmets then like colliding and exploding with uh, uh hank williams jr uh, are you ready for some shit it would have it would have run me off but it, it it's yeah i i think that actually a lot of people don't even know what the hell's going no. on they need so. to get back to the baby snatching and actually the there's, there's something else which is that people are more people than just the president more people who should know better we're refer referring it to it as the nuclear option Nu you know what since i parodied the president so much i keep saying nuclear i i i in re nuclear. regular conversation i say nuclear just yeah. because I love slipping into the George W. Bush voice, <laughs> I, it's, and it's, it's it's only a hair off from my Britney Spears voice too. That's true. Which I generally reserve for the bedroom. <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> I love getting fetterlined. <laughs> but oh. but anyhow. that's too chaotic. Anyway, uh, I think Are you you can't handle my, my truth? I'm just. I'm not ready for the truth right now. But uh, anyhow, uh, back to the filibuster. And I think the larger picture here and, and the reason that the Democrats actually in the end analysis won is because they still have the filibuster for Supreme Court nominees who it, more than likely there might be two, maybe even three in the remainder of Bush's term. So that they now have the filibuster until the uh, Republicans decide to go back on their right. agreement. In, uh, and if they do go back on their agreement, that will be great political hate for the Democrats. I think that will be seen as a great overreaching of power. And actually, I'd like to say that like the most pessimistic I can be, I think this may be why the Democrats lost, is the fact that there's a lot of people who have, if, if in fact they have the votes for this uh, option, which I don't think they do, they'll reuse it the instant the Democrats stand up to them again. Yeah. And so that the Democrats let two people through on a fight they're going to have anyway. This uh, this provides a good uh, segue, actually. Uh, we are, 
a politics and culture talk show, and we do tend to skew towards national politics and national culture. However, uh, we, as often as possible, try to tie things back into Kansas politics because that is sometimes much more entertaining or depressing, depending on what the story is from week to week. Uh, But Sam Brownback, our great senator from the great state of Kansas, Sam Brownback. We're not Brownbackers. No, <laughs> we're Fudgebackers. But Sam Brownback. On well, the speak f- for yourself. <laughs> I'm going to federline you at the end of this hour, man. But Brownback on the filibuster. Kick your ass if you try. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, go on about your Brownback. We're a serious politics and culture talk show. Yes, uh, you will eventually hear the sound of folding chairs smacking on skulls before. This broadcast, this podcast is over. I need to get my vernacular out. Podcast. No, I don't even like that. That's too brand name. It's too yeah. It's too synergy. It's yeah. buzzword. It's yeah. It's a personal recording device. That's right. Cast thing you blew hundred and fifty bucks on. Cast. I'm gonna call it the Extreme P3. Well, now That's I right. think you can get them for hundred and twenty now. Oh well. No, yes, yeah, if you get the shuffle. It back yeah, that'd be fun actually to splice this show up and shuffle it. <laughs> we make little sense to begin with, but if you like threw in sort of a Dadaist element, what do you call it? An know, exquisite corpse. An exquisite corpse. There you go. Yeah. Uh, but well, you were going to talk about Sam Brownback. What has he done now? Uh, well, we were talking about the filibuster, and we'd like to get the Kansas perspective on the filibuster. Oh, nobody cares about the no, Kansas No, no, but uh, Sam Brownback on the filibuster. Uh, this was an article that appeared in the Philadelphia Inquirer last week. But should no deal emerge to break the stalemate, the region's other Republican senators, Kit Bond and Jim Talent of Missouri and Sam Brownback of Kansas, all said they would back frist. Brownback, <laughs> yeah, Brownback would like to back frist. Uh, but Brownback <laughs> pointed out that we've been hung up now for years. For four years, excuse me. We've been hung up now for years on several of the nominees. There is no sign of ending it, Brownback said. We're kind of at the end of the string. I don't know what else we can do other than change the rules. That's Sam Brownback uh, speaking out against the filibuster, saying how it's such an evil parliamentary technique and that yeah. it's abused and that, in fact, it shouldn't exist in the first place. And nor in the Constitution, as it says, that, you know, a filibuster is guaranteed. Uh, but now here's Sam Brownback this week from a USA Today article. We're going to do everything we can to stop it, said Senator Sam Brownback, Republican of Kansas. He vowed to mount a filibuster, which allows a minority of senators to block a vote on the measure. Now Sam Brownback, all of a sudden, champion of minority rights. And what is he so up in arms about that he thinks that the filibuster should be enshrined, uh, much like the Ten Commandments, and put in every courthouse? Uh, Stem cell research. Embryonic stem cell research. That's what Sam Brownback is threatening to... Uh, filibuster. Uh, The House, just this week, by a very large margin, a very large bipartisan margin, passed a stem cell research bill that includes increased funding for both adult stem cell research, which is not controversial. Nobody's really putting up a stink about that, but also for embryonic stem cell research, which is far more controversial uh, simply because we live in a right-wing theocracy right now. Uh, oh, don't live in a right-wing <laughs> theocracy right <laughs> well, now. In Kansas, we do. Yeah, in Kansas. <laughs> well, in Kansas. Sam Brownback, baby. Way. But, uh, yes, uh, embryonic stem cell research is the act of harvesting stem cells, which are basically blank slate cells that appear in a newly formed embryo, which is not a fetus. 
and in fact is not any recognized form of life. Uh, there are now hundreds of thousands of discarded embryos in fertility clinics around the country at the moment that are just going to be thrown away. Uh, Bush, I guess, has it in mind that he wants to, you know, hand them out like popsicles at Halloween. So here, like gummy bears. Yeah. Adopt a fetus. Uh, but yes, you'd be using these old embryos for stem cell research, embryonic stem cell research. And Bush famously, as his first major act as president in 2001, early 2001, limited funding to existing lines of embryonic stem cells, which uh, was basically means nothing because all the lines that exist uh, haven't panned out. And as a result of this, we've already seen a brain drain to Europe and to Asia of our best and brightest uh, at least five researchers have moved to Britain because they have a much more enlightened view of embryonic stem cell research, and embryonic stem cell research doesn't have this stigma attached to it by the religious right, the fanatics, who think that a, uh, a little molecule in a Petri dish is a life. Uh, but, but someone with Parkinson's disease is not a life. Yes. Screw no, those guys. Nor is someone who has committed a crime uh, <laughs> that may have been proved on false circumstances. Especially if they're mentally disabled. Absolutely. But the long and short of it is this bill <laughs> has, and this is mostly long, and I'm sorry, but it's, it's a complicated issue. Uh, this bill sailed through the House, and it's more than likely going to sail through the Senate, and probably going to get more than 60 votes, which means it can break a filibuster. However, the president has vowed to veto it, because people like James Dobson are demanding that President Bush honor the culture of life. And this culture of life extends to little single-cell globs of protozoic goo uh, that cannot come to term in a Petri dish and that will never become a fetus. These are cherished and enshrined. And I think it's also important to stay on this whole thing because Dobson has suddenly reared his ugly head again. He'd gone away for a while a little bit. But Dobson's focus on the family group has more stories of his own personal egomaniacal behavior, uh, sexist behavior, unbelievable stories of him hitting on 19-year-old secretaries and things like this. <laughs> but he's focused on but raising a family with him. Right, and using you know the organization for his own piggy bank. Then any other... I mean, there's more of these people coming out of his group than anyone since the Scientologists. And and yet we forget this, and he is portrayed on the media as some sort of uh, upstanding human being. And he portrays himself that way. So Speaking just, of, that's a note speaking of moral hypocrites uh, that President Bush draws much of his uh, religious support from, uh, there was, and I wish that I had this guy's name, but he was a gynecologist that was appointed to the uh, National Institute of Health to help construct, to help write President Bush's abstinence-only policies and his, uh, uh, his family planning policies, which is basically no family planning. But anyway, this guy, this prominent gynecologist uh, who in the past has said that women can lessen their menstrual cramps by praying more. Uh, it's proven. <laughs> it's proven. <laughs> Scientific It's the fact. healing. <laughs> But anyway, this guy has come out in divorce papers that this guy has been raping his wife in the ass for the past five years against her will while she sleeps. But she's still married to the guy? 
Oh, they're divorced now. Oh, they're divorced. Yeah, now. and uh, with this allegation, I bet she liked it <laughs> every minute of it. Yeah, better line. <laughs> better line. Oh, but anyway, uh, and when this was brought up to this uh, prominent gynecologist, this this fine, upstanding, moral gynecologist who yeah, finds strength in the Word of God, uh, when it was brought up with this guy who's apparently a medical doctor in the field of gynecology, when they asked. You know, what's up with raping your wife in the ass every Well, he sees pussy week. every single day. He probably wants another whore. No, what happened, no, what happened was he <laughs> claims that he got lost. He got lost? He got lost. Was he drunk? Like, on the way, on to, the way the to the vagina. What? Apparently, a, a guy that called, oops. The guy's a guy that called us. He should know where both holes are at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that just proves that he's lying again. But anyway. Uh, what? I'm back, sorry. I've completely like missed to, I, this out is, on what as, this as guy a, is doing right now. As a public service announcement, we were cramped for a year in a studio where we couldn't say such yeah, things. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. This, this first episode is, is looter than yeah, many we, will be. Hell damn fart. Boobs crap boobs. That's right. When they when they gave well, no, Gavin the right very... to cuss, they had no idea what they were getting well, no, into. No, no. This I mean, is an intriguing discussion here. I think no, our this listeners is, want this to hear This is germane. About this. this is germane, not just Jackson, but as germane to the conversation regarding moral hypocrisy and I the religious that, right. Absolutely. Uh, yes. However, going back to that same hypocrisy in so, regards, saying people may be eating. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They can turn us off. The, yes, yeah. don't, don't, well, you shouldn't be bringing your iPod to the dinner table anyway. Come on, that's rude. Yeah. That's like a 15-year-old kid. Don't listen that's to your a, That's as rude Absolutely. as raping your wife in the ass while she's asleep. Wait till she's awake. And actually, this is a good point to tell people that now that they've heard part of our show and are pissed off or grossed out, <laughs> e- email us at poundingthepundit yes. at yahoo.com. Yes! Yes, federline us so, via um, email. But anyway, we're what talking this about this more hypocrisy. Go ahead. And it, this this guy in college is not talking about. He helped write craft President Bush's uh, uh, policies on contraception. Was this before or after it was came before. out? Before he's was, no longer with the National okay. Institute of Health. But anyway, we're, going, we're talking about stem cells originally, and how President Bush has vowed to veto a bipartisan supported bill that would increase funding for both adult stem cell and embryonic stem cell research. Anyhow. President Bush has vowed to veto it because the fervent religious right in his base demands it, uh, and because he's such a strong proponent of the culture of life. Well, but I, I have some great quotes here uh, from President Bush himself. Uh, <laughs> first set of quote on stem cells. Second set of quotes on the death penalty. Uh, okay. First set. George W. Bush from the New York Times, August 2001. Yet the ethics of medicine are not infinitely adaptable. There is at least one bright line. We do not end some lives for the medical benefit of others. Now he's referring to the fact that in order to successfully uh, pursue embryonic stem cell research, you have to clone uh, a genetic line in a Petri dish. You have to take uh, a, a DNA sample from a patient, clone it, and then make embryos basically little clones that will not become fetuses have no possibility of becoming fetuses but in order to utilize the stem cells you do have to destroy the embryo which is just a cellular hunk of mass and is not a life uh, however and Coulter. however president bush <laughs> I was going with Reeves. yes president bush equates this to murder and so he's saying that uh, yes uh, we do not end some lives for the medical benefit of others And now here is our esteemed president on the death penalty now. During the course of the campaign in 1994, I was asked, do you support the death penalty? I said I did. 
if administered fairly and justly, because I believe it saves lives. Basically say that the death penalty is a deterrent. He's willing to kill people to save people's lives. Okay, okay. so what if we get an embryo to murder somebody in Texas? Uh, <laughs> Can we then... That means Tom right. DeLay's head would explode. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, but yes, again, and there's there's a whole series of these quotes. Uh, let's find another good one. Oh, here, let me... Let me wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Uh, I, my favorite one is actually in there. We'll see okay, well, okay, here's one again on stem cells. On stem cell research... The president is committed to medical research that does not violate the dignity of human life or exploit one human life for the benefit of another. Bush again on the death penalty. I happen to believe that the death penalty, when properly applied, saves lives of others. And I'm so comfortable with my beliefs that there's no contradiction between the two. Even though there's a contradiction between right. those two quotes. Uh, but yeah, and, and uh, come on. This is bald-faced hypocrisy. Uh, you know, he he doesn't give a rat's ass about embryonic stem cell research. This, well, of course this is just not. a ploy for the religious base that rallied the Republican troops in elections. And, uh, and for some reason, the religious right see no intellectual or moral dissonance in the fact that they... Sub- Support the death penalty and are uh, right. pro-life, which was a great, great moment when he was up there talking about how the Pope and he agreed on the culture of life <laughs> yeah, and all. Right. The Pope actually has, and, and and I have to say this about the, the Catholic stand in general, it makes much more sense as they are for life, and they 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 aren't like picky and choosy. They're actually for life in general. Now that does mean they often. The Pope doesn't support things like birth control, which I disagree with. Yet at the same time, there is a consistency in saying we're against the death penalty, against abortion. Not, you know, they're not picking and choosing just because they they think they can get away with it one way or another, or pick or up to uh, some idea of of guilt and to death. So it, you know, it, it it's it's fire and brimstone bullshit. I think I think the logic it. is that the embryo could potentially become. A born again Christian, uh, absolutely. Whereas the convicts have not. Actually, you know what? Well, no, I, bet, I bet more convicts, convicts more don't con- vote. Yeah. No, <laughs> they can't vote. No, no, no. I bet a lot. I mean, I actually, I bet there's a lot more convicts than embryos become born again Christians. I'm true. sure that probably worldwide. Is true. What, if, what if we Let baptize me, uh, the embryos? Uh, well, that. <laughs> that I, there's, you don't have an you know, answer that, for that. Just because you're baptized. That's where the Mennonites uh, left for. They, that's why they split. They rebaptized. <laughs> okay, let me read my favorite George Bush quote. Um, <laughs> it goes something like, <laughs> or I'm sorry, President Bush. Um, the, I can't do the voice as well as Gavin, so I'm just going to read of life. Culture of life. <laughs> that's good. The use of federal money, taxpayer money, to promote science, which destroys life in order to save life is... I'm against that. (laughs) And therefore, if this bill does that, I will veto it. Yeah, that was his most recent comment on the current stem Um, cell legislation. I agree with you guys. Much like previous comments, it makes no damn sense. I agree with you guys fully. I think that Bush probably could give a rat's ass about this. Um, Once again, this is a very small uh, sect of the Republican Party, probably only 10 to 15 percent of the religious nutbags out there that they absolutely have to have in their base in order to get elected i think the fact that uh, this bill has gone through the house um you know republican controlled house republican yeah uh, yeah, uh, how many huge republicans it's about a 40 seat advantage yeah 40 seat advantage the fact they would fly through there 
without any problems. Um, it will go through the Senate. I don't think there's any question on that. Um, I'm, you know, a majority of Americans really don't care about this issue. And unfortunately, there's just I, a very small base that do. And I would disagree with you on that, Richard. I think that stem cells actually are very important. Aaron, by the way. Richard, your middle name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have outed our conservative. Uh, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, back to stem cells. Um, yes. For some reason, the religious right are willing to parade up and down streets nail themselves to crosses for the sake of these little bubbles of goo and petri dishes however they're just saying fuck you to parkinson sufferers they're saying fuck you to diabetes sufferers uh stem cell research is so promising that it could offer cures at least treatment for anything ranging from alzheimer's to heart disease and every scientist in the world agrees with this and that is why we are losing our best scientists to countries that aren't beholden and uh, into the enslaved. Yeah. <laughs> yes, even other planets have more liberal <laughs> outlooks than we do. Uh, but uh, I bet the Klingon actually have more liberal views on uh, stem cell research than we do. But I was thinking religious sex. But, but uh, and, and it's also like, uh, we're so concerned about uh, the Koreans and their nuclear programs. Uh, uh, South Korea today, not today, but actually this week, came out and said that they have successfully cloned uh, uh, an adult's DNA to make embryonic stem cells that they can then use the stem cells potentially to make new liver tissue, new brain tissue, new spinal cord tissue. All three uh, of which we might note that the president is probably in dire need of after at least Dick up for Cheney 20 is, straight At least years. Dick Cheney is. Uh, but yes, uh, we're a laughing stock worldwide because of this. Uh, and not only is it just hurt our standing in the world, uh, just from a cultural standpoint, uh, it's you know it's hurting our economy because we're losing uh, bio well, research jobs. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh no, I no, mean, we're losing some jobs. Great Britain is sucking much. all of the research away, and they're sucking uh, the uh, development jobs that come from this research because we have such a backwards view on this. Uh, nobody believes that embryonic stem cells grown for the express purpose of research in a petri dish is a life <laughs> i'm well, sorry it's not a life the religious right i mean it just seems like they get riled up over these issues every now and then and this just happens However, to be one where let's kill retards really no... <laughs> sorry gavin was just had a thought death penalty in texas Dead. George, right, bush, I... <laughs> george bush responsible for more death warrants than yeah. any other man in the country in the history of the united and, states and he flew home to kill a, a mentally disabled person yeah. uh, during the election, what just to you? prove how he was and tough he was so track. pissed off that uh, the Supreme Court overturned uh, the precedent set by executing minors. Right, right. <laughs> so I completely lost my train of thought I'm when sorry, he said I'm he sorry. will kill retards. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry. It's, I, it's true, though. Like George Bush, I was going to make a, a point. But, George Bush uh, wants know. to kill Corky. <laughs> Haven't you given up on this show yet? There is no point. <laughs> sure. no, it, it, I think that there's something else, though, which is that they, they uh, bring up the uh, the various... I think you know the, the the abortion and gun control and all these things and religious right pulls in on it really really hard, and yet they tend to ignore things like poverty and mistreatment yeah. well, of but other they, countries they, and things they, like that, which are actually quite supportable to say that charity and things like this are are very much supported 
in their scripture. But that's not what they pay attention well, to because they're too busy building gigantic and I, 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 I churches. Wanna, I want to real quickly say that uh, I, for one, I'm not trying to tar all religious people. No, no, on this. not at all. Uh, in fact, there are many, many religious people who are sane. Well, and, no, and, and, that's, and support stem cell yeah, research, and they support well, basic. But that human was the rights. point that I said or, earlier or that the, it's only like t- it's a very. Yeah. I mean, despite the voice that the religious right has in this country, population-wise, it's a very, very small percentage of even the Republican Party. I would think 10%, maybe less than that. The problem is is that they just seem, at this point in American history, to have the loudest voice in the Republican Party. They got the spirit flowing through them. It kind of... I don't know. It boggles my mind. I don't understand why the Republican... I mean, certainly the Democrats... controls everything. There's a lot of really (laughs) left-wing... Nut bags out there, and the Democratic Party, for the most part, does you know ignores them. Yeah. Of course, they then turn around and vote for Nader and screw everything up for the Democratic Party. Right. Because so the maybe the religious so worth voting for. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the religious right would. I don't know. Yes. Don't don't anybody accuse punditocracy of being partisan because we hate all politicians. Absolutely. <clears throat> but uh, we're. Coming towards the uh, sorry, excuse me. I got a little frappuccino bubble in the back of my throat right now. But we're coming we towards the final end. segment. We yes, final get. segment. We mentioned at the top of the hour, we fucking hate Star Wars. Oh, not all of us. Uh, okay, some of us just dislike Star Wars. Most I us, dislike Star Wars. All right, all right. that way. I wouldn't even just. But but no, I'm, I'm ranchers spiel uh, about how much you hate the movie. No, no, on. no. I'm just saying because uh, that's all I've heard about for the last <laughs> month now. But uh, yes, and we. We really don't intend to alienate uh, any of our oh, but you will. newfound co-workers here at Lawrence.com who have rhapsodized erotic about the latest Star Wars film. Uh, however, it's not just them, and I'm not singling them out. Uh, On this particular moment. No, no. <laughs> but but uh, the, the denial in regards to this latest Star Wars film. You read reviews of Star Wars, most of them like the positive reviews of Star Wars, they they run through this laundry list of what's wrong with the movie. Terrible dialogue, the story's silly, you know, it, does, it doesn't do justice to the Darth Vader mythology, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up giving it a positive review just out of nostalgia. Yeah. Just because they're hoping it wouldn't be as bad as the and, first and two films. Because the last 10 minutes echo shots that they remember from the first yeah. film, so. And I... Ugh. I, I'm official. I, I've been sick of Star Wars for a while, but like my, uh, the the little like section of my brain that's dedicated to George Lucas hatred has just been inflamed lately with the meningitis. Well, I, uh, what I love is he portrays himself as an indie filmmaker bucking the system, <laughs> which which is hysterical as he's not. He created the system. Yeah, he is responsible for the blockbuster system. Which has choked off any the blockbuster sequel system, right? And I don't, I don't mean the video store chain, but that kind of falls into that. But like the <laughs> the studio system that has to crank out uh, big budget sequels every summer, uh, and they really don't care about the quality of the film. They just right. care about how many people they get in that One opening word. weekend and how many DVDs they can sell. Yeah, out if you think he actually does care, I mean, forget the prequels, just Ewoks. He's openly said that he really doesn't I mean, care no that offense. much about the Star Wars films. He wants he wants to, he wants to go back to making THX four five seven twenty. Three. Which, which, by the way, was awful. Yeah. Not, not to blow it for any of you. <laughs> no. As is American Graffiti is awful. I just no. find your your hatred of Star Wars is just unbelievable. Um, you know, I, look, I'm surprised look, by it myself. No, look, you know, the Star Wars movies. Yeah, the acting's terrible. Sure, the dialogue's bad. 
Yeah, the storyline is. What's got... left? What's left after that? Special what effects. Do you the thing is, it? it's full of it's action. Soundtrack. It's full of special effects. It's family friendly. You can take your kids to go see it. Not People are entertained to go see these kind of movies. They go. They have a good time. What's wrong with that? They're bad, and they have too much influence on our culture. Uh, like you've seen every major headline and every major paper in the United States, they devo- they devoted more ink oh, and to the Star they, Wars opening yeah, than they did oh, say so, uh, uh, the uprising in uh, Uzbekistan. Oh, so when the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy came oh, out, this boy, is they far didn't bigger. do any no, of that. No, this is bigger than oh, the Lord is, of the Rings. Yeah, this is much bigger. Oh, and and I and the thing of it is that really that really cracks me up about all this is that. It really is pure denial. I saw the third film, and yes, it was better than the past two, in that you didn't want to just, you know, rip your eyes out with a fork. It it was actually watchable in a sort of make-fun-of-it mystery science theater way. But my favorite review actually came from uh, The New Yorker, which I despise. Uh, but it, for this brief one sentence, I thought it was right. It said, this movie is better than the uh, last two, in the same way that dying of natural causes is better than crucifixion. <laughs> and the, yeah, this is from the stately Oh, New by York the way, time. Gavin, right. have you seen the movie? No, I refuse. I boycott it. The so first you two really are that don't, bad. You the first really two are don't that know. bad. No, I'm just, no, like I said, I'm basing this on the reviews I've read. They have listed oh, off so what they find wrong with the movie. And, but you haven't then, seen the movie, so how did you know? I've seen it. I can complain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gayla's got my I back. want you to at least see Gayla the movie. Is, Gayla's my proxy. At I refuse least. to give that motherfucker more money. I refuse. <laughs> I, George Lucas will not be getting a dime of my money. <laughs> that Actually, little, that le- little see, bearded, tyrannical dwarf. Here, here, I was talking to a friend the other All night, right. and we were figuring what we're waiting for is the special editions of the of the episodes one through three, made in twenty years after George Lucas is dead, when his kids film actual sets and characters and actors yeah. and insert them digitally into the film. <laughs> Gavin, I think your head needs to be examined. <laughs> I, I mean, you know what, I agree with you. I am irrationally. Angered by and Star the fa- Wars and the fact that I you haven't therapy? even seen the goddamn movie is just—that's what's driving even... me crazy. Because I feel like I have seen it because it's been on the front. Okay. It's been everywhere. It's wait, saturated the media. Wait, okay. I, I have a quote for you. This is from George Lucas in a Rolling Stone interview. <laughs> is Anakin a product of a super Sith who influenced the midichlorians to create him, or is he simply created by the midichlorians to bring forth prophecy, or was he created by the Force through the midichlorians? It's left up to the audience to decide. That's no one. Cares. Are, yeah. are midichlorians those little things inside of our cell? I think it's what I think it's what gives a it gives a fetus life. Yeah, actually. that's yeah. A, that's Don't actually say nobody you cares. Could, you could I'm harvest sure stem cells. No, here's, the, here's the thing. President Bush I'm, is is vowing to enact legislation that will protect midichlorians as see, life. But but see, I know I have I have fans who are big I have fans who are big Star Wars friends, and <laughs> they don't give a shit about midichlorians and they're offended by the pure idea that he took like all these ideas of Joseph Campbell and Joseph Campbell long ago said well the only thing he didn't do in the Star Wars films was a virgin birth well turn around and he you know he rips off stuff and he's not smart enough to just lay it in the background and have a fun movie instead he's got to show everyone how clever he is just by continually like look what I did over here it's more mythology I just no humor except oh, I'm sorry like there's like fart jokes and little people falling over I, that no I what the hell? Just it's, ignore it's the guy. It's I, I haven't I seen tell it. You, what. you know what? I'll tell you what. I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to pass any judgment on it to begin with. And second off, it's just a movie. It's for people to go to watch to have a good time. So they said about Who Titanic. Cares? Look what it did to our culture. <laughs> well, I haven't the seen moment, Titanic. Either. The moment, the moment that they stop shoving Star Wars down my They're throat. They're not shoving it down your every throat. Every media outlet. Everyone. Oh, and yeah, Burger boy, King. I'll tell you what. I'll turn on. Burger King. I'll go home and M&M's. turn it on CNN. Or I'll go turn M&M's. on. 
I'll go turn on CNN when I get home or Fox News or MSNBC, and I'm sure it'll just be around-the-clock coverage of how much money was, the yeah. Star Wars no, movies are making. No, no, I no, never today, saw that. Today, it was on the news. Today, it passed $200 million. Whee! Well, like, whoop-de-fucking-do. Like, like, who cares? Exactly. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Who cares? That's what we're saying. But. But that. Oh, God. But, yeah, okay, all right. We promise that we will not go off on. This will be the. The final eulogy until, until the video release. Yeah, until the DVD release. Uh, I hope we never talk. I'm not going to show up to the next <laughs> one if we're going to we talk about Star Wars. We will tell you ahead of time. Yeah, I will ambush you. Uh, but there is a segment that we like to do on Punditocracy. For those that listen to us on the radio version, a little segment we like to call Things That Don't Suck. Because you've heard us for the past, oh, what, 45 minutes going unadulterated about what does suck. Uh, things that don't suck. We like little tidbits, little little bits of, you know, uh, pop culture flotsam that we enjoy, uh, that do not anger us. Uh, uh, you have one, Aaron? Oh yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. This weekend I watched Team America, and it is absolutely America. Fuck, fuck yeah! yeah! Lick my butt and suck my balls. Bed Bath and Beyond. Fuck yeah! No, team. Out of all seriousness, <laughs> Team America is hilarious. If it's just hilarious, go check it out. If you love South Park, if you're you keep up with politics and that sort of yeah. thing, it's just a great movie. It's fun. It's crude. It's violent. There's lots of puppet sex. <laughs> it's great. Galen, uh, I enjoyed Kingdom of Heaven, which I saw, and as a person who's been studying the Crusades, it's. Not that far off, and everyone who criticized it for being too much like the Lord of the Rings is an idiot, because in fact, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings were written based on because things like the Crusades. Everyone knows it's too much like Gladiator, right? Than too exactly. much like Lord of the Rings. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's enjoyable, and uh, it needed more character development. But uh, Orlando Bloom does a fine job. Real Crusaders were like nineteen, and so the other critics can bite me. <laughs> and. I've been really enjoying a Harvey Birdman on ah. Adult Swim, <laughs> but but above all. In Harvey Birdman, there is a bear <laughs> that just stands in the background, occasionally drinks a cup of coffee, and makes a sound like, <laughs> that bear is fucking cute. Yeah. Uh, and my thing that doesn't suck, uh, last week went and saw Bill Maher. <laughs> but uh, Bill Maher came to Kansas City uh, on Saturday last week and uh, was at the Uptown Theater and was just hilarious. Uh, Bill Maher, for those who haven't seen his HBO show Real Time, uh, is equal parts political commentator, uh, equal parts stand-up comic. Equal and- parts star of Pizza Man. Oh, I believe he was in um, some sort of Amazon women from like the Avocado Jungle or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, his, story, his storied film career aside... <laughs> Uh, Bill Maher is one of our best uh, political minds and best political satirists, and uh, I give him mad props uh, for being willing to come this close to Kansas. Uh, and he's made an issue of Kansas very much on his show on HBO. However, despite this, he's willing to come to Kansas City and put his cultural differences with the right wing aside and, yeah. and try to give us... Uh, <laughs> emaciated progressive some morsel of hope so thank you Bill Maher very much that's right and uh, I guess uh, until next time you download us we'll miss you almost as much as Pearl Harbor suck <laughs>